Saturday morning. Do you remember that little little, <laughs> no. little jig? I have no idea what that was. What was? Oh that? my gosh, dude! It was so. We're recording this episode on a Saturday morning, guys. And before, I think it was ABC Kids, which is like what would be on ABC every Saturday morning. They would have a segment from like I think eight a.m. to noon every Saturday called One Saturday Morning, and it was where uh, Recess Pepper Ann. <laughs> Um, Doug would have all play on the ABC Kids, and it was kind of like pre, uh, pre like Toon Disney, um, era as well. So it was kind of like everything that played on Toon Disney after they started that used to be playing on ABC's One Saturday Morning, and that was the little oh. like, stupid ass theme song for it. No, man, I totally, totally didn't catch that. I had no idea what that was, dude. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll send you the video for that, and maybe it'll spark some like memories, but it made me happy because as an adult, just waking up on a Saturday morning and then what we're doing, we're sitting here watching cartoons and analyzing them. And I'm like, oh, it's like yeah. what we used to do, man. Man, that is pretty great. That's a good a good intro to the Saturday morning. Welcome everybody to the Never Ending Adventure podcast. Uh, Ned, I'm just so in shock. Where's your microphone? What it's, is happening? It's here. It's, I'm just all black right now. Oh, you're I'm, in all I'm black wearing right all now. Black, black background and a black chair. So it's it's in front of me. Okay. All right. Just, Anyways, back to the podcast. This is, I see it now. This is an Adventure Time podcast where, you know, we're, we're catching up a little bit, but we're t- going to be talking about The Little Dude, which is season five, episode 10 in a minute here. Uh, Ned, as we were discussing before we started the podcast, we have been without water for a few days. Yes, Allie and I have been roughing it out. We had to go down to Murfreesboro to stay with her parents for a bit. Um, but yeah, we had a pipe broke, you know, that and it sucks, snowed dude. like crazy in Nashville. I mean, it had to have been like I mean, I think, six or seven inches. Yeah, it was I think nuts. the news, the, I saw a, a post and thing on the news. I think that like Nashville proper got like something like seven and a half, eight inches. It yeah. was like crazy. It was all powdery though. You couldn't make a snowman or a snowball yeah. out of it. I like mean, it was good be- for sledding, but. That's the best kind of snow I would say is the powdery where like when you walk back into your house, you just like shake it all off your body and you don't stay wet. That's like yeah. the wet snow is the worst type. Yeah, I agree. Now it was it was fun. Uh, we, I mean, the very first day of the snow, we finally were not sick anymore. I mean, I'm still coughing a little bit and stuff. You'll yeah. probably hear it on the podcast. I apologize for that, but we finally felt good enough to where we like went out and went sledding and stuff. And we took on the massive like road next to our house, which was this huge hill. Yeah, you and it was so sick. House. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. I mean, most people were just doing it now. There's an elementary school. In the playground, there's a pretty good hill there, and that's where we started. But then we were walking back to the house, and it was like, we got to do this. Like, yeah. Well, that's, that's we got to try too, it. Because it awesome. Nashville, Nashville is so flat. There's really not a ton of hills. And I can think, like, you live in the perfect neighborhood where there's one behind you. There's one yeah. going down to the park where there's, like, Dublin a big Heights, road baby. hill. Yeah. Dublin Heights for a reason. We got lots of hills over here. kind of sucks for running, but it's great for everything else. <laughs> and it looks pretty, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I know I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're good. I, I woke up this morning, didn't know that you would be good for podcasting or not. If you had yeah. to stay down in Murfreesboro. Dude. Yeah. We're, we're here. We're here. We're ready to record and, and little dude is a cool little episode. So I'm excited yeah. to talk. I'd love to, to start out. 
discussing, I mean, just in case you're uh, not sure what Little Dude is, because I don't think it's like a huge episode. It's yeah, the that turns into a creature and, uh, you know, they try and wrangle it, essentially. But the opening scene is super fun, and I wanted mm-hmm. to dive into the opening scene just a little bit, because it's Finn and Jake, and they're just like having a good time going to swim in a swimming hole. And uh, it's just really good vibes to start out with. And yeah. I feel like it does a really good job of setting up the rest of the episode because you have, oh, what is this thing happening? Okay, we'll see where that leads. So I felt like they they wrote this episode really well starting out with. And I, I really enjoyed the intro to like Benedict having fun and Jake mm-hmm. trips. And I was curious what your thoughts were on Jake tripping. He gets up slowly. It seems like he's getting older is that what's happening here is that what we're seeing is, it, is this I just tripping and, and kind of being goofy? it might be some, something goofy i don't know there there's a, a huge message on this episode it kind of gets repeated on like living life let's go live life and like little dude comes to life and they're like let's go live life man and then all yeah. the um all of the uh sentient objects that come to life later they're like i'm alive hug me i'm alive, I'm yeah. alive. so it's yeah. like like kind of life and i think that that's again kind of what i had analyzed about kind of the beginning part of this episode was like Finn and Jake, they're just like chilling. And we, we talk about this a lot, just going and just doing fun things. And I, I can speak from experience, just like growing up and going to someone's pool as well. And we'd sit there, you know, with like the boogie boards or the floats and try to like make the pool all wavy and just like doing that kind of imagination thing when, when they walk around in the circle and they're like, Oh man, we almost got a little whirlpool. That's like, the epitome of going outside and like playing as a, yeah, as a kid definitely. per se. So that's why uh, I totally. like that they're quote, like quote unquote living life to the fullest at this point and enjoying oh, every that's little cool. thing, you know? Dude, the Whirlpool 2 reminded me, it took me back to childhood because uh, I used to go to Collins Hill, High School in Georgia, you know, big high school, but they had a pool slash water park thing that you mm-hmm. could be a member of. And in it, there was one of those whirlpools where the jets shoot the water so that it's always kind of spinning. Yeah, yeah. And that used to be such a blast to go yeah. in and just run around or like try and go the opposite way in and stuff. So it definitely took me back. And just them fist bumping over the smallest bit of wave. Yeah, that's what I was I'm like, saying. Yeah, man. it's so relatable. So relatable. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. And also we got what I'll say is a, a new segment that I'm going to bring into this episode right here. It's a... Uh, Finn's hair report. I don't yeah. know if <laughs> you noticed this. The Finn hair report. The yeah, Finn no, hair absolutely. The Finn hair report. Um, yeah, buzzed head. We got a buzzed head uh, from the haircut that he got in season five, episode seven, Davey. Yeah. Um, and and I just I love the ball. consistency. Yeah, well, and yeah. it goes to show that, like, we, we you wouldn't have picked up on it on season one or season two, but, like, the continuity is incredible with Adventure yeah. Time. And that means that the writers are putting a lot of time and effort onto when episodes are released, continuity, not having continuity errors, whatever they can help it. Um, there still are like little ones for the show, but at least Finn's yeah. hair, that's been a very, like it was um, to cut a woman's hair and then he cut all of it off and that stayed pretty consistent until he cut it all off with Davey's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess with Davey, wasn't it? It was like he had the like old man sideburns and uh, whatever, the back of the head, but the top yeah, was the, the Prince Albert. Pretty much. Yes. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I just the whole intro of the episode was really great. The sausage flare. I mean, for, look, what a ridiculous way to communicate. Like, 
way over the top. Hey, yeah. start cooking the sausages. It's sausage time. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> funny, funny thing in my opinion, I was like, man, this this could be. I haven't had many Jake mistakes in the last several episodes. I was like, this could be. Now, a sausage flare is super cool. I would say absolutely have one. I would have one if I could. Are you going to say this is a mistake because they don't do this for more things? I mean, possibly for more things, but also okay. with Jake's stretchy powers, he could probably just stretch. And if like Bima was looking out for, you know, dig and just put like yeah. right things in the air with his arm, like just right, like set Bimo sausages. Oh, with like, like a flare or something? Yeah. yeah. Something, something like that. Interesting. I, I was like, oh, there's, there's other solutions that Jake could have besides having a, you saw how it like, came out of his body. He was like, yeah. so he just is like holding on to the side of the <laughs> yeah. flare all the time. It kind of is a new power. Like he just has things stored within exactly. his stretchy like body, in, which is kind of fun. Infinite storage, which is... I don't necessarily know if it's a uh, a mistake so much as just like a goofy... Like, why is he not doing this all the time? I think is what exactly. I thought. I was like, you are like in a post-apocalyptic world like what other things could you just be using just in your day-to-day life, like a, a tank or something? <laughs> that you could never do like in the, the actual world, but in this post-apocalyptic scene, you could you could use it for whatever you wanted. You could take a flare and shoot it up in the sky. And if you did that now, you'd probably have the cops come in and say, hey, what's the, going on? Yeah, Are the you cops okay? come and bring you sausages. Well, uh, donuts maybe? Uh, sausages, I don't know. But I don't, you know, I love the idea that you could just use things that like we can't use in our day-to-day lives in this Adventure Time universe. That's kind of fun. It is, man. It it leads into like as Jake did have Mary Poppins powers. Does he got infinite yeah. storage inside of him? Probably not. But Probably not. It would be no. It'd be a good thought. There's certainly a limit to it. But I I did just offend comments and says that he's getting fat, so he needs to cool it on the sausage flares. But I was curious. I think me and Ali both stopped and were like, "Is Jake getting old? Is this?" Because I know yeah, eventually spoilers. Comment. Yeah, he's 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 gonna pass away at some point whether it's within the canon of the show or like after mm-hmm. the show ends, I don't know. But um, it just made me really curious to, to know like, what what is this? What are we seeing here? Is this the beginning of him getting older? Maybe it's not that. Yeah, it's, I think it's possibly pointing out the comment that Je- like Finn is hitting his peak, like getting like more stride, physical. Yeah. He's growing up. And Jake's kind of done growing up and not growing down, but essentially the terms of like physical performance, he's mm. kind of already there. So maybe the falling down that you're getting fat, it's because they like they're making a note that they are in two different phases of their life. And I I even saw a comment online, a little factoid that like they said Finn apparently looks a little skinnier than he did in one of the past episodes. And it could just mm. be artistic choice, but kind of like so. doing something. They don't do much, but they do some things to make him appear more mature as well. Oh, so. interesting. Yeah, that is fascinating. Well, it, it led us to the flower touching Finn's hat and turning it obviously into a rad little dude. Rad um, dude. He just wants to sit on people's heads. Not that he's evil or nothing like that. He just wants to sit on people's heads. <laughs> well, we do we do figure out that it is rooted in evil. Yeah, but of it course. starts out. I mean, it it starts out with it being a lot more innocent, and yeah, he doesn't necessarily the little dude doesn't have a desire as much to get on Jake and Finn's head because he kind of cools out. He kind of chills out. He sits yeah. with them at the table and like, let's just get to how great that scene was with. 
coming oh, back to course. the treehouse. Bimo's wearing an apron that says "Kiss My Cook" with a little <laughs> frog on it. Um, Bimo yeah. goes like, "I'm doing it up big for you guys," and it's like a watermelon and sushi and pizza. I'm like, "That's that's awesome." So we do yeah, kind of okay. get a little bit more of like what Bimo does in the treehouse a little bit. Yeah, he's he's kind of like taking care of the treehouse and taking care of them in a way. I, it's not a mutual. I like. I don't feel like their relationship is equally beneficial, quite to the extent that it could be. Like they definitely use BMO a little bit like an appliance from time to time with playing mm-hmm. video games. But maybe that's what BMO loves. Maybe BMO is all about like, well, I can bring joy to y'all. You know, like I'm I'm a giver. I'm a make y'all sausages and cook y'all an awesome meal. And like I'm working on garnish. You know, just hold on a second. And then on the other side, he's like, I don't care if they want to play video games on my stomach or whatever. Like, that's just like part of or on my face, I guess. That's just like yeah. part of his thing. And it's something that he enjoys. So maybe they're not necessarily taking advantage of him. But uh, yeah, I, I love BMO. I love BMO's comment because the little dude does try to jump up on top of BMO's head. And it's just like, <laughs> BMO says, I'm, I'm fine, Finn. I just thought you kept better company. <laughs> I just thought you I just, kept better company. You know, that's so yeah, funny to me. Get a little BMO sass in there. And yeah, we, I don't, I can't remember if this episode comes this season or later. We do get into a little bit more on like why BMO is special. Um, BMO's definitely different than the Nectar, definitely different than the little dude, not like brought to life by magic. And we get a backstory on why BMO is the way that BMO is. Um, mm-hmm. Very much cool. like the helper mentality. Um, and so it's cool. It's cool to see, like, like even you just mentioning that. Like, it's not necessarily mutually beneficial, but then also we get a, a really great Distant Lands episode all kind of about BMO. This is a spoiler, but about BMO, what BMO was doing before he met Finn and Jake. Cool. Um, and it was just helping people, like going on adventures and helping people, which is, which is really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Well... I, I loved this moment. Obviously, we love BMO. It did bring up what I will say for me is a bit of a theoretically speaking, if you yes. don't mind me doing oh, one. Yeah. Theoretically speaking. Oh, yeah. So, I, wasn't, I wasn't quick on the draw on that one. It's all good. It's all good. So, theoretically speaking, I mean, this is a bit of a throwback, and I think we've used this in the past, but this is definitely a moment where I feel like it should be brought back up. I think that little dude popping a squat on BMO's dome would have been the end of life as we know it in Adventure Time. A bit dramatic, but the theory is pretty simple. The, uh, with BMO's ability uh, via the cheat codes that he possesses to turn anyone into an 8-bit video game character inside of himself, plus mm. he would have gained the proportional strength of a hat, I think. And he, they, you know, the dude who got the candy guy who got taken over by the hat already took down Finn and Jake. Finn and Jake would have stood no chance against little dude as BMO cheat coding people into video game characters. I, I think it would have been game over, you know? Yeah, I would have been it would have been bad, but I would like to raise you on that one and say the first person that the little dude tries to get on top of is Jake. And Jake, we realize we've learned is like super strong and powerful. Like the stretchy powers don't just come with stretch, they come with like some version of strength. Like last episode, he broke down a door with his like enlarged fist, like just by punching it. So I think that like if little dude had gotten on Jake's head, we could have seen way more crazy uh, bad things happening, even more than the Gumball mm. Guardian at this point. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I get that, man. I mean, he definitely tries to get on top of Finn's head as well, but he waits for that one. I know, like you're saying, like in this eating food moment, he's not jumping on anyone's head. But then once they get to the bedroom scene and they start to hear the ancient sleeping magi of life giving, getting, breaking into the house, I think little dude realized what it was. And so yeah, he kind of like tries to get away. on top of Finn's head. And that's when oh, Finn's like yeah. freaking out. And he's saying, he's like, after, because of course, little guy had like ran through all the food on the table and it turned immediately into poo or whatever. Yeah. Finn's like freaking out like, oh, poo buns, poo buns, you're be on my head. Get <laughs> off my head. On my head. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that was, that was interesting. He waits until that moment to try and get on Finn's head, which Finn obviously also a very powerful character. I mean, there's a lot of, Op- great opportunities and of course at the very end of the episode little guy takes probably what could be the biggest opportunity about getting on top of the gumball guardian and we'll talk about that in a minute yeah. um but he had Let plenty me- of opportunities i just think bimo would have been a pretty epic and pretty dangerous yeah opportunity no, for him could, to yeah, take over it, in our house canon with bimo's capability of storing 8-bit yeah. digital prisoners like that that <laughs> could have equivalated to something bad for sure. Yeah, no doubt. But um, what do you think of of the the food crimes that occurred with this sausage dipped in the milk on the table before we go past the now, food eating scene? I I in no way shape or form I feel like sausages and milk can go well together. A good example, no. my mother-in-law, um she didn't do it this year because we specifically asked her not to, but on Christmas all in the past, she does this this sausage casserole, and she puts mm. like like pieces of bread in there, and then does eggs and milk, and she like over milks it, so it's like basically soggy milk bread and sausages. And I can't attest it's not very good. So we've told her, please, no more like milk bread sausages. So it's it's a it's a yeah. I don't know about directly sausage it. and milk directly, but do you, is that your worst food crime? Well, yeah, let's, this brings us to the food crime segment, which is also a new segment. Uh, if you can't do the grind, or sorry, if you can't eat the grime, don't do the crime is what I'm tagline in this one. <laughs> um, dude, I, my mom, this is a food crime in my mind, and don't tell her this, but she puts milk in her eggs, and I get that that's a thing. You know, it makes them fluffier, especially when you're doing scrambled eggs. But I just... I just can't. I don't. It's not my favorite. I don't like it. I don't need big fluffy eggs that are going to trick my mind mm. into thinking that I'm full. I want just like eggs, just normal. I'd, I'd prefer them sunny side up, anyways. But yeah, I um, I, I used to I do like actually. It. I used to do that a lot, and just honestly, in college, I've seen it because I crack two eggs, and the milk makes more eggs. It makes like a bigger quantity. So I was trying to get back to the box, <laughs> it but it does multiply the eggs. It doesn't multiply that, but it gives you more like density of food. Yeah. Like at the end of the day. Definitely. So, uh, but I don't do that anymore. I do Gordon Ramsay eggs exclusively now. Well, I don't know what the Gordon Ramsay oh, eggs are. Is you that... just go really low heat and you stir them constantly. Mm. And they're like really uh, almost like a porridgey, but they're really good. They, they maintain a lot more flavor. My when I'm doing scrambled eggs nowadays, I saw a TikTok of someone taking uh, chopsticks and spinning it, and so that the like oh, yeah, yeah. the liquidness of the eggs is constantly going to the edges. Going so what out, I've been doing yeah. is I've been kind of like peeling up my egg and letting the liquid fold like underneath the, like it, almost uh, omelet so style good. a little bit. Yeah, omelet style for I've sure. Done that before, anyways, food crimes. Let's get on this because we need to get back to Adventure Time. Yes, Ned. My first food crime I'm gonna ad- admit to is hot honey on pizza. I think it's 
incredible. I think it's, it's a, a combination from from the gods, certainly mm-hmm. the pizza gods. Um, and there's actually a food place in town, Tailgate. It's a brewery that serves pizza, and they have a hot honey pizza, and that's where I discovered it. And I absolutely love it, but I've gotten so much crap from people for like Dude, creating like a hot honey mix and putting it on weird, pizza. Man, I know. I I love. It. I had it the first time at Midnight Oil in Nashville, and they've got a really great hot honey pizza. Um, and yeah. we just got some Mike's Hot Honey for Christmas for that same person. We've already twice this year already. We've already done hot honey. Our okay, pizza. so, so I'm not all too crazy. That. No, no, no. Well, I think it's great. What's your first food crime? Uh, my first food crime, probably, I think all of mine come in a breakfast realm, but okay, yeah. definitely I think what throws people off is like, I like savory foods, um, salty, savory, like give me some sauce, give me some spice. I more often than not now I have not enjoyed breakfast food. And so nine times out of 10, I will either pick waiting on lunch and doing a really, really breakfast lunch pretty much. But I'll eat leftovers for breakfast all the time. I'm talking pizza. I'm talking a bowl of pasta. I'm talking leftover like chicken and mashed potatoes. I'll eat that at 9.30 in the morning. As breakfast, yeah. That that that. messes some people up. They're like, how do you eat a full meal? And I'm like, yeah, but like you want to go to brunch and just get a bunch of normal food and then throw eggs on top of it. I'm like, that's. I don't want eggs on my food. I want just that food. Why can't, why is it weird to eat just that food plain for breakfast, but then throw Dude, an egg on I top? Get it. It's totally fine. You know, like cold pad Thai for breakfast yeah, is oh, fantastic. Fuck, yeah. I'd love like, uh, we do pad came out like drunken noodles for breakfast. Yeah. So, the bomb dude, the bomb. Yeah, definitely. My last food crime is mayo on a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Just like the King Ooh, used to do it. That's Freaking yeah. Elvis Presley, Elvis Presley baby. Style. Yeah. That's, it's that so one's good. a little weird. I, I get a lot of crap for it, especially from work. They all hate that I do that, but it just it adds a little bit of like a a tanginess to the peanut butter, and also a little bit more of a a, a moistness to a sandwich like that not is dry it out as much, very yeah. dry because of the peanut butter. I get that the banana already kind of does that, but a little bit of mayonnaise goes a long way. And honestly, you could even put some honey on there as well. But that's my I'm a huge honey guy, obviously, but. The, the mayo on peanut butter and banana is my biggest food crime, but I, I, am, I will die on that hill. <laughs> I'm not going to knock it till I try it, but yeah, that comes off as a crime. It's good. Mine is, mine is one, my, my last one too, because this is, we don't want to overextend this segment, but this is the fun part of the show anyway, is when I was little and I'm talking like elementary, middle school, I was so obsessed with cereal for breakfast and I'd get in my mentality. It was so much part of my routine that I had to do it. When we ran out of milk, I'd be in a vibe. I'd have the bowl full, go to the fridge, milk's gone. I would be in the zone. I'd either put half and half in it, I'd put water in it, or I'd put OJ in it just because I was obsessed. I was like, I got to have my bowl of cereal in the morning. So, Oh my gosh. OJ, OJ in your cereal? OJ in a bowl of uh, like honey bunches of oats. is. It tasted bad, but I was just like, I'm getting my cereal in this morning. So that's, Dude, that's, that's probably my that's worst a crime. Food crime. That, that's an absolute crime. Yeah. Uh, I can't with that one. And also, it's a financial crime that you were putting half and half in your cereal as well. <laughs> it was like the only, my mom always had half and half of her coffee. And I was like, yeah. it's almost like milk. Dude, my freaking dad, here's a food crime for my dad. He, growing up, you know, Ironman triathlete, like freak about health and fitness and stuff like that. And he would only have rice cakes. And I think he only kept rice cakes in the house for us as like a dessert option. It's like, you eat your food, which was always healthy, and then you had like 
rice cakes that had maybe chocolate chips in them probably yeah, the, were just like I will apple say flavored chocolate, rice cakes. The chocolate and the cinnamon rice cakes are pretty bomb. Um, yeah, but he's like, here, take some peanut butter, you know, like 12-year-old kid and then put yeah, it on peanut rice butter cake. on a protein cake, you know. Yeah, it's it's just not, it's not where it's at. But anyways, no. that's Food Crimes. Welcome uh, to new segments this episode. I figured I'd bring back the new random segments uh, whenever <laughs> I could. I think I think Russell's theme of 2024 is <laughs> we're, we're starting a new segment and we'll never do that segment again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll actually talk about themes. I want to say I have them written for this episode. Yeah, we'll talk about themes at the end of this episode for our 2024. And we're going to have the Discord, Patreon Discord vote on uh, what they think is the actual theme for this year for the podcast and for ourselves. And... and Honestly, for everybody in the world, I really, truly believe whatever theme is that we decide is the theme for 2024. So we hope it's a good one, but we'll get into that at the end of this episode. For now, Ned, let's get into, let's introduce the ancient sleeping magic, magi of life giving. He is super lame. He comes in yeah. screaming, just, I, I hate his intro. He's, he's screaming, he's got a beard for a face, mittens on his hands, and a real dork looking guy with a flower on his head, but which is, which I think he wins me over. He wins me over. He is probably one of the better wizards. He does become friends with the ice King later as well. They kind of have, they end up forming, this is a little bit of a spoiler, uh, like a lame wizards club. Um, and there's a really great episode that's called wizard wizards only fools. And they have like a little, (laughs) um, like kind of club of like the reject wizards. But yeah, he comes in after Mystery Dungeon when we see him for the first time, and then being kind of like this weird, uh, pathetic kind of creature, where it's very surprising. Like, when Ice King goes and finds him the first time in Mystery Dungeon, it comes off like he's going to be this insanely OP-type character. So, I think it's funny that he, his response is, my power sucks and I don't want to use it. So I'm going to bury myself underground. Yeah. So no, which is kind of like what he was doing. He's in kind Dungeon. of an awesome guy. He's kind of a, a savior in a way. He's like, I, I can't stop this. All I can think about is my mm-hmm. papa and him not believing in my wizarding or whatever. And so everything he touches turns into Eric gets imbued with evil, evil spirit, spirit of some yeah. sort. And because of his screaming, because of how lame he is, he is my most punchable character, but also because of his his self-sacrifice, his willingness to do what's good for all of humanity, and just him being um, really just an overall good guy, he's also my lovely of this episode. Oh. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. I love it. Okay. I, I yeah. thought that First like, combo. He, he might be your lovely of the episode. That's definitely just kind of the character that... Uh, it gives off Russell Lovely vibes. Mine Dude, is much more subtle in this episode. It's first combo, punchable and lovely. I think I've done in this entire podcast. He's won them both. Yeah. He won most punchable. Certainly, I mean, the truth is it's the scene at the end where he turns something into a, a good creature for the first time. And then he gets, he goes, or whatever <laughs> that noise is that he makes. And he looks like the Grinch. He has these giant nails. It's really creepy. I was like, punchable dude so punchable but he's my lovely of the episode so i i I hate i love him i love i hate him you know yeah no that's i think that's great i'm my just because i don't want to have to bring it up later my lovely of the episode makes a very small appearance but it's the um the first person to see 
uh, little dude on the buff candy person's head after he just wallops on a horse. And mm-hmm. there's a jelly bean sheriff that walks out of yeah, the bar yeah. and puts up his fingers and goes, like is that gonna, what he does? That's yeah, awesome. He's like, he's like and he like loads his finger guns. And I was That's like, jelly, so Sheriff Jelly Bean gets my absolute lovely of this episode. Poor guy. He gets wrecked by what I will say <laughs> is my, my sexy character of this episode. I think everybody's sexy character of this episode, the candy man who has the hat on his head, who gains mm-hmm. a proportional strength of a hat, who's destroying the town, punches horses. He's, he throws the cowboy bean and a street lamp against a house and breaks it. And then he later on takes that same horse, I guess, and throws it through the back or throws it through a house and then hits the back of the giant gumball guardian. Yeah. And I, he's, I, I, he's I love so the swole. fact that they're, so they're joking about it too, because he's like, he's going to throw the horse again. And he's like, that's <laughs> yeah. his move. His move is just taking that horse and just tossing it around town. But it's really cool that that's actually, it's reminiscent on a moment. Um, have you seen Blazing Saddles? No, I, I have not seen Blazing Saddles. Um, it's, a, it's an old movie from the, the or I think 80s, mid 80s. Um, it's got uh, Gene Wilder. Um, I think, mm. yeah, Gene Wilder from Willy Wonka, right? Yeah, um, I know Gene Wilder. And Alex, but Alex Karras, who plays Mongo in that, punches out a horse and it's it's kind of like a it's a western movie but it's kind of like a, mm. a tongue-in-cheek comedy movie very like okay. uh, probably martin british Short, comedy if i had to guess no kind of it's kind of more like steve martin humor okay um a martin short type humor like very three amigos style uh humor yeah. in that movie but uh yeah the the I, I just couldn't not figure out like why did that happen that <laughs> the candy person gets ripped and then just walks up to the horse and, and <laughs> just wallops it in the face Dude, he keeps his power too. After yeah. at the end of the episode, when uh, the Magi takes all those powers back or all the life away from all those creatures, the hat goes back to normal. But then the dude stays swole and is just so pumped about it. I mean, good for him. You know, big, big growth happening in that yeah. in that dude's twenty twenty four or whenever <laughs> this episode came out. You know, I don't yeah, think I'm gonna get growth like his, that. Uh, but he hit all was, of his his New Year's resolutions just with one. <laughs> Move that. Immediately. Man, and that, that goes to show, man, if Finn had got the hat on, Finn would have been, I mean, we already have seen Finn grown up. He's big yeah. buff boy, baby Finn. And he, he would have just expedited that process. Dude, I'm, I'm going to start wearing hats because, I mean, the proportional strength of a hat, the chance of that occurring is <laughs> worth it. It's worth wearing. I'm wearing a beanie right now. It's worth wearing a hat. You're wearing a hat backwards. It's worth it. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? I always wear hats. No, it's, it's the tops. It's the tops of this episode. It's the proportional oh, strength of a hat. The, no the fact way. that they add no. that as a little detail, I love it. I think it's yeah. so silly. It's like What's, that didn't have to happen. He could just take control of things, but instead they get some sort of a strength that hats in, like inherently have for some reason. Yeah. Well, what's is it a Marvel or a DC superhero that's the tick? And the whole concept is either the tick or the flea. Because um, you know how like fleas can like. Yeah, flea the, place the, for the chili peppers. I don't know. No, there's a superhero. I can't remember if it's the tick or the flea. And I think yeah. it's the flea because it's a huge superpower because the person gains the proportional strength of a flea. Of a which flea? Sounds really lame, but then like Probably pretty apparently incredible. fleas fleas can jump like four hundred and fifty times, uh, times their body height. Yeah. Um like if you ever tried to crush a flea with your fingers, it won't die. Yeah. Too. Like it's crazy how like intensely um powerful fleas are for their size. And so like Dude, this is kind of that same superpower of like you've gained the proportional strength of a hat 
Fleas are one of my Roman empires, so I I definitely understand that. I (laughs) I think about fleas every day. I think about fleas all the freaking time and how dangerous they are and how one can give you Lyme disease or whatever. Like it's, don't want to think about fleas. Why'd you bring fleas up on this podcast, Ned? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Fleas suck though. Fleas do suck. And so does Mount Everest. I will never climb Mount Everest, my other Roman (laughs) empire. (laughs) My other Roman empire is dumb. Uh, All of them torture me. But yes, actually, so as I know we're, we've talked a lot about this episode, we are doing a very scene-by-scene breakdown. We don't usually kind of do this. But yeah. the last big thing I kind of wanted to mention before we kind of get into my deeper thoughts around the ancient sleeping magi, or yeah, ancient sleeping magi of like, mm-hmm. gaming, um, is when little dude possesses the gumball guardian. Um, first of all, we already kind of know the gumball guardians are very, very powerful. So that's not necessarily the big surprise here. The big surprise to me was there was all these shapes floating around the Mm -hmm. Gumball Guardian's head, which I've never really paid much attention to until we just finished Fiona and Cake. Cake. Holy crap, yeah. And when they find, or when uh, Simon goes and pretty much goes into the Golb's like anti-universe, Golb kills the Lich, transforms the Lich into a shape, and they just kind of float around him. So I'm like, what? Mm. What is what has Princess Bubblegum done with these gumball guardians? Is there something that she considers science, obviously, that but she's imbued the gumball guardians with some sort of power of gold? Or are they ancient scholars of gold? Do they have some relation to gold? And that's why they're so powerful. So that's or is it just some sort of a like an identity or a way that we can identify a strong, powerful being that has some sort of a psychic abilities. I, yeah, something like but that. But I, I agree. I think that's a really fascinating thought about the Gumball Guardians. I was so distracted, Ned, by how useless they are. Uh, <laughs> when have the Gumball Guardians ever helped yeah. or done their job well? I'm thinking well, back to they're like... they're sitting there blowing bubbles all day. Like I know, but <laughs> they always is that like miss. them smoking a pipe? Is that yeah, what something that is like supposed that, to man. be? You know, they're like Gandalf smoking a pipe in the Shire or something. Like when Susan Strong attacked, they, yeah, they weren't Strong, there. The zombies, twice, retroactive. twice the zombies, they've done nothing. <laughs> they almost, I mean, the zombies, dude. Ice King, yeah. like... They're useless. And and their giant hyperbeam thing, which is really cool. Uh, I did enjoy that. I I think the wiki says it's like a Dragon Ball Z reference. I'm like, it just looks like a Pokemon move to me. Yeah. But like a it's solar real beam. goofy. Yeah. It's it's real goofy. They just Gumball Guardians are useless. And I'm can't be convinced otherwise. And maybe one episode one day will uh convince me otherwise. But I, I just don't see the point of them. I don't get it. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's very much they don't they're supposed to defend the candy kingdom, but they always just wait until things are going really, really, really poorly. And then they step yeah. in and dude, the gumball guardians attacking the candy kingdom. There's a set, there's a second one. Like we've seen a second one before. Like, why isn't that one helping out? Like, I don't know. Doesn't make yeah, any why sense. Why doesn't it also get triggered, you know, to fight? We could add a giant two gumball guardians yeah, fighting to the death. Epic. That would have been so cool, but I don't but, know. I don't know. Well, getting getting into kind of what the wrap up is of this episode um, it goes into the, the the deep thoughts and and you know I'm beating a dead horse, um, pun intended, reference intended there. Bad dads, um, bad dads, and bad dads. The ancient sleeping magi's um, like essence is essentially 
everything he's turning to life has an quote unquote evil spirit imbued in it. But as soon as he just thinks of his mom, who he had a good relationship with, um, that all the the life that he brings about starts becoming good. So in in essence, it's not being. I don't even know if it's like being possessed with a spirit or not. It's like he's putting his own life force into the world. And that's that's a huge thing in in my book as it comes to just life in general, maybe not parents just like related. But if you constantly focus on the negative, you're going to go about life and everything that you touch, every friend, every uh, pastime that you do, every hobby you have, every... meal that you try to enjoy is going to be imbued with bad vibes, bad energy. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wrote the same thoughts down. I mean, the power of subconscious thought on your actions is is a real thing. And and obviously, it really is literal and physical in in the sense in this episode. But I think people could just tell what your energy is or what you're, you're giving out. And if you're being negative or positive, it's infectious, especially negative is very infectious. Um, and just being aware of that, I think, is important. But I, I try to think of like, oh, how can we go about like bettering ourselves and keeping up with positive thought and as positive affirmations a way that we could do that. But I honestly don't do that. That's not a technique that I've ever personally used. So I didn't want to like recommend it necessarily. Um, but really, just my my thought is truly just try not to be too harsh on yourself and give yourself a break. And uh, especially when things are out of your control and there's nothing you can do about it. When when you're touching things and they're turning into chaos, you know, evil imbued creatures, mm-hmm. like that's not something he can control. And the way he goes about trying to stop that is by burying himself away mm-hmm. from society. And that's unfortunately not Which, a yeah, solution it's like the, it's, either. It's the very like what uh, depression, I like guess the, the byproduct yeah. of, of depression is let me seclude myself. I'm, I'm no good to society because of, you know, who I am and and what I can offer the world. And it's very much about like spinning your powers, your quote unquote powers into a positive light that will still positively infect, uh, infect the world, positively affect the world. Mm-hmm. I thought um, it was really interesting too, the contrast between this episode and the episode that we just talked about with Lemon Grab. I mean, this is not his fault necessarily you know, he can't turn his magic off, obviously. He's got like a rogue from X-Men sort of ability yeah. happening where whatever he touches gets uh, affected by his, mm-hmm. his abilities. So he takes responsibility for it despite that, uh, even though he has no idea how to fix the issue. He's still taking responsibility. And that's the opposite of what we saw the Lemon Grabs do. They, they blame everybody else but themselves. You know, they're whatever, however they are, currently is someone else's fault and it's someone else's problem to deal with how they are as opposed to this yeah. guy who's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure this out myself and, and yeah. try and solve it somehow. Yeah, it it's, goes back to what we've talked about either a week ago or two weeks ago, like that self-awareness aspect that he, he is very self-aware. He is not just like going around going, hey, this power sucks, I shouldn't have it, and then going wreaking havoc on the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't know. That's I thought it was that's my only necessary like deep thought of the episode, but really consistent in just terms of adventure time of being like, look, bad dads. And the episode wraps up in that beautiful way where like Finn and Jake are like, look, little dude didn't do anything wrong. Like bring him back to life with your mommy magic. And I your love this. Magic. <laughs> he does with his mommy magic. I know, I know. Um, but the really cool part is how it's totally juxtaposed with um 
I mean, this is a very similar dynamic here of Ice King and Nectar versus Ancient Sleeping Magi of Life Giving and uh, and Little Dude. Is that Ice King like creates Nectar and Nectar's like father, like love me, you are my life giver, and Ice King just whoosh, totally ignores Nectar. And I wish he had a name, Ancient Sleeping Magi of Life Giving. Yeah, the magic. Uh, really I don't wants to be like, uh, my dad fucked me up. And so I can be this little dude's like good influence in the life. And I, that's a very, I think that's not necessarily important per se, but it's a big swinging dynamic change of what we've seen mm-hmm. when like these little, <laughs> little dudes are brought to life. And it's just the opposite of Ice King. I love it. Yeah, and perhaps he's going to be a good father for the hat moving forward. I think so. And my other, theoretically speaking, was simply that Finn's going to have a new hat next episode and it's not going to matter. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the the hats will come back. He's got more than one. They obviously know where to harvest evil bears to make hats, so... (laughs) Yeah, what was that? The end of the episode, they're just like, all right, let's go murder and skin a bear. I mean, I think that's important to be like, that's why Finn's hat's pretty epic as much as it like... good skill. It is like, well, it's just like, dude, that's not just like a little hoodie. That's like the head of an of an evil bear. Like yeah. <laughs> he's wearing on his head. Oh, it's just a good skill to have to be able to create your own clothing, especially in a, a world mm-hmm. where you're living on your own, essentially, other than you and your dog. So. Yeah. I mean, you're, you you luck out in that department. Your fiance, if you if all your clothes got burnt up, she could probably cook you up a new wardrobe in an hour. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it would be... Way more artistic than my current wardrobe, which is probably pretty lame if I'm really taking a <laughs> step backwards and looking at it. But yeah, we did we did this this winter was a whole bunch of like, all right, look in your closet and get rid of what you don't wear. It kills me on the inside to yeah. get rid of like a good pair of shoes that I have never worn. Yeah, but I just I'm like, the same way. I've I've got a nasty like pair them. of shoes like that need to go, and but they're like my hard work shoes. And I just, oh, so you're saying that you just love them so much? I'm thinking of like well, I've never no, worn I'm, these puppies and I'm oh, getting rid yeah. of them. I've I've got a couple of those too. Or just like, yeah, but your favorite like, ah. shoes you got rid of. That's tough too. Definitely. Yeah. But well, do you have any overarching lessons? I know we have to talk about our, yeah. our themes this year, and we've got to talk about um, some recommendations and everything. But wanted to see just like overall your lessons on this episode, dude. My lesson for this episode. I mean, obviously, twenty twenty four is to become a hat guy. That's without a doubt the biggest lesson. Uh, but. In that, within that lesson is never underestimate the intrinsic power of a good hat is the lesson, the takeaway for me for this episode. Maybe extrinsic Um, power of a good hat. Maybe extrinsic power of a good hat. I think there's a lot to be said about the proportional strength of a hat that I just didn't know about. Maybe that's why gym bros wear hats when they're working out sometimes. (laughs) And they're flipping it around. You just, you got to flip it around no matter which way you're, like if you're doing military press or some sort of a back squat, like you're, That'd be so annoying. I'm not going to be doing that. But yeah, maybe there's a reason. Maybe. Maybe maybe there's a reason, especially for like bald guys in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, I've got two lessons here, a little two-pronged approach. The first is okay. only good babies get sausages. Mm, yeah, mm. that's so true. Good life lesson. And I'm surprised. I thought you might pull this out. But my, my deeper lesson is a quote comes from Pokemon, the first movie. Um, oh. Straight from Mewtwo. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It's what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. And that is, I just, I couldn't help but pull that out with like looking at this, this magic power, good energy, 
it was his parents that were making his magic powers. And he, it took him being like, it's irrelevant that, you know, I, I dislike my father or whatever, that I can change this and make it a power for good. So that's good. Well, snaps. Uh, snaps for that's that. from snaps. you too. Snaps from you too. Um, but, dope, dude. Yeah, good I episode. Like fun fun I like episode. It. I feel like we haven't had necessarily an episode this uh, adventure time feeling so far this season, you know? Yeah, this was chill. This was a good adventure. It was written well. I enjoyed the whole thing. There's no songs, and I know next week we're going to get yeah. some songs, so I'm mm-hmm. excited for that. Um, but some episodes don't need songs, and, and this was just like fun. And I bring up the song thing because I do feel like all of our favorite episodes have songs in them. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Looking back on the past um, couple of seasons, like every yeah. the best episodes are all like Rebecca Sugar putting in a sweet little ditty for us. Yeah, but, um, but no, I, I'm I like excited. this. I like that they can now. I mean, you you can maybe see the writing style in season five of just like they can do fun little episodes where there's one antagonist, there's one problem, they fight it and it's solved. Um, but they can do that with and not making it feel like a, a filler episode. Um, yeah, kind of like uh, Donnie's episode. Kind of like uh, what was the other one I think about? Just like filler episode. Um, Davy. Yeah, Davy a little bit, but. Um, oh, the fa- the episode with the farm and like Finn and Jake fighting mm-hmm. each other and everything that kind of just it just feels filler-y. oh yeah the farm I remember yeah. that so mm-hmm. this this is like a filler episode but it feels good it just feels good in in heartfelt Adventure Time style yeah so definitely I like it well dude I let's like let's get on to twenty twenty four year themes we're uh, wrapping up this episode we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do our wrecks and hit, get out of here um, but we. Reached out to the Discord as a part of this to see anyone that supports us on Patreon, patreon.com slash neverendingadventure podcast um, had a chance to chime in on the Discord and let us know their thoughts for what the theme should be. We've got two recommendations from the Discord, but I'll just read through them real fast. And maybe we could talk about them and then we'll decide at a later date, either next episode or the following episode, as soon as we can get a poll going on the Discord. Um, but let's go 2024. My first one is 2024 knock at the door. What does What's, that mean? What, yeah, I uh, don't know. I, I don't think I can interpret uh, what that means. I think we're, we're opening up to new opportunities where we're keeping ourselves moving forward and taking that next step. We're knocking at the door. Uh, we're, we're reaching out to that, that person that might connect us with someone else. I guess it's all work-related. How could it not be work-related? I don't know. Uh, knock at the door, go talk to your neighbor, you know, like reach out to your neighbors, see how they're doing. Maybe, maybe you'll make a new friend. Um, 2024, get out, explore, pretty self-explanatory. I mean, you know, get out there, go do something. Uh, 2024, strengthen your core, which Mm. I personally love that. I think your core is crucial to your fitness and also to your general happiness. And that could be your emotional core or your physical core. So 2024, strengthen your, your core. Arm, what about your arm core, your leg core, the Marine core. core? Marine core. Yeah, there's a lot of core that we could go after, <laughs> you know? Uh, 2024, doing less is more, which kind of a little pessimistic, not my favorite. That so that one came from me because <laughs> yeah. 2020, yeah. 2023, I don't know if, if I could come up with a witty name for it, but we did way too fucking much in 2023 and like it was coming down to like 
October, November time, we're doing all this good stuff on the radar. And I'm like, I can't even enjoy it because I just want to be done. I just want to not be doing something mm-hmm. this weekend or something this weeknight. And so like last three weeks, we have been like trying to be like, okay, like five nights of dinner at the house in a row, spend less money, not do as much, not drink as much. And it's, you know, you can, I'm, I'm getting a little bit too cocooned right now, but no, I, like I feel it. I like way it. more rejuvenated for sure. Well, what about this? What about 20 plenty poor uh, time to save some money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been feeling plenty poor, so uh, time to save some money. Twenty 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 four. Drink at home because twenty dollar cocktails are expensive. Exactly. <laughs> like, what about twenty to the shore? Find your Kokomo. Which ooh. come on, I mean, yeah, come that's, on. That's, I, that's I don't want to uh, persuade your opinion on this, but twenty to the shore. Find your Kokomo. Uh, yeah, well, and, and you love your Beach Boys, so I do love my Beach Boys. Uh, Ned, this one's for you. This is my last one before we get to the Discord uh, thoughts. Twenty venti poor. Always ask for more. Which the double rhyme venti poor is great because it's a that large is. poor. Uh, I I really like that one. I really like twenty venti poor. I don't want to you know persuade you in any way, but um, anyways, so. Let's go to the Discord. We got two recommendations. First one's from Crystal. 2024, Rest and Restore, which, mm, yep. good vibes. I'm all for that one. Real good vibes. Uh, and finally, DJ BMOZ giving us 2024, I don't know what day it is anymore, which... <laughs> I feel I feel that. Relatable. I, I, I was literally talking with my dad about that as well, of going like, what is up with this year? It, everything feels like it's a blur. Right now, and I think it's because we had Christmas on a Monday, we had New Year's Day on a Monday, we had a week on, we had MLK on a Monday, and it doesn't feel like, it's like we've been trying to crank a a dead chainsaw, and it's like every time it kind of starts up, it kind of stops, and then it kind of starts up, and then Mm. it kind of stops. So it feels like a dry crank January, I don't know. That that sounds really bad, but... It sucks dry cranking, you know? (laughs) It sucks dry cranking. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. that's a right. joke. Moving on, moving on. That's a, a, a 2024 dry crank and restore. Um, anyways, <laughs> join us. Yeah. <laughs> terrible, terrible, uh, terrible. I hope my future employer never listens to this podcast. Y'all check us out on <laughs> patreon.com. If you want to support the podcast and keep us going and help us pay for production and all that, it means a ton. Uh, and we've got, you know, a separate podcast on there, NEA and beyond which is just for people that subscribe on Patreon. And honestly, it's been super fun. We're going to be recording an episode right after this, talking about our most influential albums, like moments in our lives that have mm-hmm. been defined by an album, not necessarily our favorite albums. I mean, I've got a couple on there that I yeah, don't I was listen say, to not anymore. Not my favorite albums, not what I consider to be very the best albums Good. ever yeah. written. <laughs> yeah, but influential. But albums. important, important to our lives. And it's going to be super fun to talk about that. And of course, we just, you know, we recorded, I think last week or a couple of weeks ago, we released the first Patreon episode that we recorded for everybody to listen to, to try and persuade y'all to maybe subscribe. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you enjoy it. The first episode was obviously about Adventure Time and we'll have more that are Adventure Time themed. Uh, it won't just be random things like our favorite albums. But anyways, check us out on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. 
Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on the Traveler's Log at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. Uh, we'll have one of those next week for sure. And Ned, what is your recommendation for the listeners of the podcast? Well, I was going to give you, I've, I've had so many last week that I was going to give you the choice. Would you like the uh, the beverage one or the nerdy one? Uh, gosh, man. I want the beverage one. The beverage I'll, I'll let one. you do a food one. I, yeah, <laughs> you hate when I do food ones, but I can say, man, we, we just from the other weekend, there is nothing better than just a, a clean pint of Guinness. Mm. Like that's, that is my recommendation. It's just like, it doesn't feel like you're drinking too much. It kind of feels like a cup of coffee. It doesn't, unless you drink like 17 of them, which is impossible because it's so heavy. You don't really get drunk off of them. And it's kind of just like, I love drinking coffee in the morning. I love drinking Guinness in the evening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See, I do the opposite. I like Guinness in the morning. And oh, like, a, like kind of a Bloody Mary evening. alternative? Yeah, just any morning. And I'm waking up and I'm just every like... Every morning? Yeah, every morning. You know, I just got to get my Guinness, you know? I feel you. Well, you're, um, you've got more Irish <laughs> in you than me, so it makes more sense. Not much, I'm sure. Uh, anyways, <laughs> What's your recommendation? My recommendation is uh, a really cool little show. I mean, we love a who's done it or who done it sort of a thing, mm. and we've been watching a lot of it. I know I've recommended other who done it's, uh, but there's a new one on Hulu. It's two episodes in. It's done really well. I'm really enjoying it. It's called Death and Other Details. Yeah, and I've seen this advertised, but I haven't like I haven't heard of anybody talking about it yet. It's fun, man. It's just a fun adventure. I don't think it's like insanely amazingly written, but I do think there's a lot of really good points in it. I think uh, the Sherlock Holmes s character is fascinating and fun to watch. He had a case that he didn't solve, and so that's haunted him for the past mm-hmm. twenty years that he can't solve this case. And finally, we're on this boat with him, with the person from the original case, and they're trying to figure this thing out. And it's it's fun. It's the original mystery and a new mystery at the same time. And it's okay. just like, a, it's a good time. I'm having fun with it. I think it's on Hulu. I don't know. Nice. Is, is it give out like Knives Out vibes or more like Sherlock Holmes It's not vibes? as good. I don't, I don't think I've seen one that's as good as Knives Out. It gives off, and you don't, I don't think you like this movie, but Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. I'm not really. Or Murder I'm on the huge, Nile. Huge fan of, well, and I haven't really given either one a, a, a full, you know, You got to give it a full there, watch. But, yeah. You know. it's, it gives off those vibes of like, but I also think it gives off a little bit more of a modern, like what's nice about the, um, uh, Knives Out series is that it's very it feels very modern it feels very like well produced this feels slightly better produced in my mind than uh, than Murder on the Orient Express Murder on the Nile that that series but I I do like that series a lot I think mm-hmm. this is in the middle for me at the moment but we're only two episodes you. in it could go downhill we'll see yeah we'll see but that's a good one go check it out and go drink a pint of Guinness while you're at it yeah man sounds sounds like a time Sounds like a time. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us and uh, hanging out. And we'll talk to you next week. Unless you're on the Patreon, then we'll talk to you in a minute. We'll talk to you probably Uh, in a few minutes. Uh, Yeah. Because I loved you guys. Party forever. Party forever.